Thank you for listening to this program. I appreciate the time and more than that, uh, just the idea that that you would or that any of us would want to, I guess for myself, I'd, I don't know anywhere else to go but to Him for strength. Like Paul says, we're complete in Him. I was reading what he said uh, here in Gospel of John, but it's the words of the Lord Himself. He said to them, I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world. Again, now I leave the world and I go to the Father. And his disciples said, you know, now you speak plainly and no proverb. And they were referring back to, in the conversation just right before that, moments before that, he said, a little while you won't see me, and a little while you will, because I go to the Father. And he explained to them exactly what that meant was, if I don't go away and ask the Father, he won't send the Spirit. And that was the promise of the Spirit that it was all about was that was having the Spirit of God put into a person, and that's being born again. And they had looked for that for a long time, and that's what he said, I came to do that, but I must go there, wait, and then 10 days, and when that time comes, then it will happen. And that had not happened at this point. But still, he said to them, I came forth, I'm going back, I'll leave the world, go back. And they said, now you're you're speaking plainly, because over here they said, what is it that you say, we won't see you, and then we will? And um, he said, the hour comes and now is, that you'll be scattered and leave me alone. But these things I've said unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And he's speaking to them, and you can look and study, especially here in John, that he's telling them, at the time I live in you, when I live in you, you will live. And then these things, he said, you will remember and know, and the Spirit that will be in you, which he said, I won't leave you comfortlessly, I will come to you, because he's one with the Father and the third person. They're all one Spirit, three persons and one Spirit, and we enter into there's another person, but one Spirit. But in this life here, we have the choice that he, in my opinion, didn't have. He was separate apart from sinners, but he did not sin. But we, I, who hasn't, as a believer is what I'm saying. But anyway, this was before that. So he said to them, do you now believe? And they said, now we believe and know. I don't know what they meant, but he said, the hour comes that you're all going to be scattered. Your fear will make you run away from me. And they all had said, uh, just right before that, we'll die with you. And But he said these things I'm telling you so that I believe he means when that time comes, you can have be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And it reminded me of something Paul, when he was saved on the road uh, to Damascus and the light and everything, and he knew it was not a natural. He said, who are you? Who is it, Lord? Who is it? Meaning, uh, he knew it would Michael, the archangel, or or of the Lord. Or who is it? And he, I don't think, expected at all. The answer is, 
I am Jesus who you persecute. And Paul was on the way, as we all know, at that very moment to kill or at least capture and imprison Christian people. He looked at them as a heretic. Uh, him, he looked at Christ as the deceiver, just like some of the Pharisees did. That's what they called him, as evil. And he looked at those that believed in him and followed the way. He, in his mind, in his zeal, he said they need to be put out. And that's what he was doing. And so one within one minute, he the light put him down on the ground. It said they all fell off the horses. And uh, one account, he said they heard the boy, didn't understand or what, but he heard the voice speaking in a Hebrew tongue. He said he heard him say to me, I am Jesus whom you persecute. And what Paul's words, in a, he said, what do you want me to do? And uh, well, right here, he said, I answered, who are you, Lord? And the Lord had asked him, Saul, why do you persecute me? That shows me he didn't, he would have said, we'd think, well, you'd guess it was Jesus. That's whom you persecute. That's how blindness, that's how much deception, and he was lost. I understand that. That's total deception. But that kind of blindness and that kind of thing can come into a believer's life as well. Uh, in being deceived as into what God is wanting out of us and what pleases him. But anyway, he's talking about when he was saved. But he had a, such an, a powerful personal experience with him that he didn't said, Who are you? I'm Jesus. And he said, What do you want me to do? And, well, the Lord said, Get up and go to Damascus. It'll be told you what to do. And what I want to point out is the 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 great Apostle Paul, even though he said there in Philippians, he said, I'm not behind the chiefest of apostles, not at all, but I'm nothing. And in one place he said, I'm the least of least of the least. Get all the little things together here, the smallest ones, and, and you got them, yeah. Well, take the very smallest of the smallest, and that's me. And he felt that way about himself. And he even said, the revelations I've had and being caught up to heaven and having the gifts and power and things given to me by the Spirit of God. And I think, too, something that's always maybe to me personally been something is how the Lord appeared to him. Like it says, uh, I saw him saying to me, make haste, get out of Jerusalem, they won't receive you. In another place he said, and then he said, I'll send you to the Gentiles. In another place he said, there's uh, no harm will come to you, Paul. Preach and stay, and he stayed there, and so I, I'm. And in Galatians, he said, "The gospel I preach unto you, believers, about what it is to be sanctified and made holy, and that's to put aside all the bitterness and unforgiveness and abide in His love. It's as simple as that. That's what to do." And he's saying, "The the gospel that I preach unto you, like he said, you've been hearing." Other Judaizers, legalizers, so-called, saying, yeah, Paul's right about the law of Moses, but he doesn't understand that circumcision was a covenant with Abraham before the law of Moses. So we agree with him there, and he kind of agrees with us. But if you would just be circumcised, you'd be a lot better off. And some of them, I guess, were saying even kind of necessary, and others, well, maybe not exactly totally necessary, but you should do it. That that was behind all this thing. You, you can't just tell them faith alone. And he, Paul was saying, yes. That is how it is. And and he had that meeting with the other and James and Peter and them at the Jerusalem. I mean, it was a, a, a big thing. But he told Galatians, the Lord taught me this. He made sure I understood what it is he wants. 
And that was his teaching. Like he told Timothy, you know my doctrine, my teaching. And that is to love him and all of us be in one mind, one accord. That's what he's saying there in Philippians. That's what I let his mind be in you. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in humility. Do all things without murmuring or disputing. Therefore, be that be blameless and harmless. See, he's saying we can do that and we can through faith, through his faith, through his power, through all we can do is make the the choice. But in the beginning back here, Paul, it was established right away and he said, though, to to make sure I say this before time's kind of over here, but he said, uh, I have no confidence in the flesh. And he said, brethren, don't have any confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. Rejoice in Christ. You're complete in him. Worship God in the spirit, the new spirit that he puts in us. That's the new creature. We're complete in that and don't have any confidence in the flesh. And he says, I could have confidence in the flesh. And he talks about the confidence he did have in the flesh when he was lost. And he's saying, now I could still do that same thing. And you can see evidence of that in Second Corinthians 12, where he says, uh, talks about being caught up to heaven and going through all the things he went through, that the Lord was with him and all that. And he said, I could be exalted above measure here. But I've been given a thorn in the flesh to make sure that doesn't happen. And I don't want to be foolish and and uh, glory in my own confidence in my own flesh, even though he said I could if I wanted. And that's what I'm saying. In, that's confidence in the flesh. It's not that the works are not good. It's that if in them alone you have any confidence. The question I guess I should have started out with is to ask anybody, if your heart is right before God and you have love and no unforgiveness or bitterness towards another unbeliever or anyone for that matter, and you can, and through faith and the power of the Spirit of God in you as a new, you've reached that point, uh, a disconnect of the, the bitterness and all those things. If you've reached that point, then are you not going to do good works? Well, of course you would. And so the other question in part B is, could you not have a good heart, somehow be in a bad way, and be having a grudge, and, and being envious and jealous and this and that, and still do the works that you did the day before when your heart was right? Well, you know, yeah. And so it's a question that, no, if your heart is right, it, all is well. And if it's not right, all is not well. That, and, and that's what I'm saying. And he's saying confidence in the flesh is to say, well, and I've been told that, well, yeah, the heart's not right, but here's what we do. Here's what I do. Here's what I do for God. And and as well intending and all that, he's saying I could have confidence in the flesh. And he talks about things that have been caught to heaven. Uh, and But he said there in Corinthians to them right after that, saying, you could do all things perfectly, even what he gave you to do and gave you the power to speak in tongues or do miracles or be caught up to heaven. But he said, if that in and of itself becomes your confidence, like if and he would say, God, Paul would say, God forbid. But if he did write and say, you know, I'm the great apostle Paul and I've been caught to heaven uh, a couple of times or at least once. And and uh, he's done all these things through me. I can speak in tongues more than all of you and have gifts and power and and the gift of love and everything. So I'm somebody, 
You know, it, it just stands to reason. That goes back to when they come up to him, who's the greatest here? And so Paul goes out of his way to say, no, I'm least of the least. And so these things that happened to him that the Lord spoke, to, they built him and sustained him. If the Lord appeared to you and it said the Lord stood by him. I was trying to get to this verse here. I've always, the night following, the Lord stood by him. And he had been almost torn to pieces by the crowd here. The Pharisees, Sadducees, and the, the Roman, the captain, had to, to rescue him. Fear, he was going to be killed. And, and all this happened. And, and he was in the middle of that controversy. And that wasn't the only time. That, that was how things went with him. But it started out that way because of what he was doing. Then all of a sudden, everybody, he's, now he's a believer really and and he said i persecuted them to death binding and delivering into prisons men and women and they all know it that's why the lord said yeah but you need to leave here and because they're not going to receive your testimony and paul knew why but anyway he lived with that and and that did he said i did it in ignorance but still i did it but he always worked at at putting himself humbling himself like he said have the mind of christ he made of himself no reputation he didn't strike back he didn't do it and look who he was so he said to paul that night after the he was in jail i could see in chains on the cold floor there and the captain Israel put him in there he's going to be killed by those men down there and guard him don't let anybody come up here and even talk to him and that night, the, the Lord looked and the Lord, I mean, Paul looked, the Lord's standing in there and said, Paul, call his name, be of good cheer. You, this, what's happened here in Jerusalem, all this going on, we're going to do this in Rome. You're going to go there too. Be of good cheer. And it's not at all, and it'd be easy for us to say, you know, like somebody Oh, I don't know. But the, you know the Lord would never be saying, Oh, come on, ha be happy, Paul. You know, no, it's be of good cheer. Is a, it's, it's translated be of good comfort or be of good courage. It means courage. The word for, for cheerful there, it's all one word, be of good cheer. I had the word written down. It, it's just a Greek word, but it, the, tharseo or something. But it means to have courage, be bold, be of good courage. Uh, be um, oh, uh, in the Hebrew the word where he said to Joshua he said and the Lord was talking to Joshua he said be of good courage and this was before they were going to go in the land take the land and fight the giants that their fathers and you know they they failed on so he's telling Joshua no you be of good courage and Joshua and Caleb they already were they wanted to go in at the first and they come back uh, all those years later, and, and the Lord takes Joshua, and Moses even said that to him. But, but the Lord said himself to Joshua, be of good courage. Have faith in him. Have faith in the Lord that, like he said to them, the, if you are poor in spirit and you're pure in heart and you love your enemies and you're like me and, and you will be persecuted because of it, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. That means jump up and down for joy because great will be your reward in heaven. So Paul would say early on there, and, and many times he appeared to me not only to make sure I understood what to teach the believers to not do, and that's compromise thinking that there's some confidence in the flesh. Apart from Christ, no. 
if you're in the Spirit in Christ and walking in the light, well, everything you do and say, it would. that's what I mean. You're not going to quit doing it. You'd do it more, if anything, but it would be genuine out of a heart of love, works of love, not works of the flesh. And they could be the very same thing. That's why Paul said uh, the Lord will, the fire will sort that out. And the Lord said, come unto me and use my money, my spirit, my, and build and profit and multiply that. You will come through the fire that way. But that's what he's telling Paul. Be of good courage. And the the Hebrew word of that, it, it's basically the same thing, but it, it kind of meant also to stand up on your feet, be ready. Like Paul was talking about the box, boxing match uh, or, or, you know, or a race, but a, a struggle with the old man to take him out. He said, like boxing, he used the term there uh, meant to hit him in under the eye. And anybody that, you know, watched boxing or anything or know much, you know, that's a legal thing. I But but it's, I remember as a kid, my dad watched some boxing. I remember on, on uh, something, but I remember them, him or the commentator saying, well, yeah, he hit him out of the eye. Now his eyes, but what a shame. It could have been a good fight. And some, and it, yeah, it was a legal blow, though. He, well, that's how bad he wants to win. He just hit him under the eye, but didn't give him a fair shot. And for second round, we're already ruined. Technical knockout, they call it, and take him out. Well, that's what Paul's saying. I don't care whatever it takes to take out the old man. Because he would say, in his case especially, he would say, God has delivered me, appeared to me, caught me up to heaven. I was stoned to death. He restored my life. I don't want to be lifted up and exalted and think that I'm anything other than what I say I am, and that's nothing. I don't want any confidence in the flesh. Because without thinking, uh, some years back, I, any, I, somebody say, well, you know, would, wouldn't that be something to be, have all that happen to you that happened to the Apostle Paul? Oh, yeah, that'd be, oh, it'd be great. Well, the suffering, we'd all, I don't know about that, but he came through it, and God gave him the faith and brought him through all that, and he did. But Paul says here in Philippians, and it's where I kind of wanted to get to, he's saying, um, and like the Lord said to him, be of good courage. Be, and the Lord said that to Joshua, like we're saying. And also, if you think back in uh, the healings, uh, the the Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Be of good cheer. The same courage. Be of, and uh, on the even walking on the water when they saw the they thought a ghost out there. He, he said, "It's me. Be not afraid. Be of good cheer. It's I. It's me." And then here he tells Paul, "Be of good cheer. Be of courage. Be stand." And because why you won't be persecuted that way? No, he's saying it'll even bring more. But. Like he said in Matthew 5 there, go through it all, withstand it all. And that's why Paul said at the end of his life, he wrote Timothy, he said, finally, finally, I, I wanted to do what he wanted me to do and that stay here for the benefit of the church. But he said, and like he said there off the record, up to me, it'd be a hard thing not to want to go on to be with him. But he said, now that time has come and I finished it out. I did it the right. And, and now it is time to go home. And so he was telling Timothy, in a way, be of good courage, Timothy. Stand for the faith and defend the faith. Contend for it. And that faith and that gospel that Paul preached was abide in his love. And through the power of faith from the Spirit that's in us, we can die to the old man. That's what he's talking about in the way of 
being no confidence in the flesh. The, the only thing, if you don't have confidence in yourself or the flesh, what's left is, that's what he says in Philippians, and it's a well-known verse, I, I guess, or kind of, that I may know him. And that is the word thee, or that, it could be, thee. And and you say, well, what what does that make sense? Well, that I may know him in English, so that, so so what? Well, mine happens to be on the page before, but looking at the transcript, you'd, the, right before that, he says, I want to be found in him. I, I don't want to have confidence in my own flesh of what I do for him even. I want to be found in his righteousness, which is of God by faith, faith which works by love. He's the author and finisher of our faith. We are his workmanship. And that's what Paul's talking about. I don't have any confidence. He said, I don't want any confidence in the flesh in and of itself for what I've done for him. Only like he told him in Corinthians, you, it, it won't work. You can have confidence in all those things and speak in tongues and talk to the angels. But if you don't have love and you're not abiding in his love, that's what the Lord said in, in, in the end there to his men. If you don't abide in my love like I abide in the Father's love, and it can be done. That's what he's telling Paul. Be of good courage. It can be done. He told Joshua, you can overcome. You can. And in the letters in Revelation, he said, I have overcome the world. And there in John, uh, where I was reading, or I meant to, uh, where he said, um, I probably didn't read that uh, where he was saying to them, they said, you've uh, spoken plainly to us. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And they said, no proverb. And he said, do you now believe the hour will come? All of you will be scared and scattered and leave me alone. That's the, the human nature, as it were. But he said, all these things I'm telling you when the time comes and I live in you then, yeah, you're going to have tribulation like you're going to have here, but you won't run like this, and they didn't. They they were all different total men after that day when the Spirit came into them. He said, so in, in, in that way, uh, as it were, be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world, and I'll live in you, and greater is he that lives in us than he that's in the world. I have overcome the world, mankind, the human nature that is afraid. And Paul says, work out these things but set your heart and mind on him and and not on yourself and he says here i just want to know him in order that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and his sufferings and attain unto that power like he said in romans I want to reckon myself dead unto sin and be raised up in newness of life and live that way every day. The Lord said, every day crucify yourself and walk and follow me. Deny yourself. Paul's saying, I want to know him so that. And the statement before is, I want his righteousness. I don't. I, I want to have no confidence in the flesh. And he would say, I've got that out there. That's straight. No, zero, N-O, no confidence in the flesh so that I can know Him and the power of His resurrection. It's, it, and I'll finish with this. It's like the, the grandmasters, somebody said, I don't remember which one of them it was, the painting and everything, and they asked him about it, like maybe the Mona Lisa for an example. What made that painting so great? What would you put in there? What did you put in? What did you add that made it so great? 
And they said, well, no, it was what I took out. It's what I took out that made it be what it is. So that's what the Lord's saying. Get rid of the darkness, the unforgiveness, and it can be done through faith in him. He asked us and told us to do it. And Paul says several times, and the Lord said, I will do it. And James says the only problem will be your own doubting is that what you really, truly want. Because if it is, he will do it. So I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, and that is to know him and have no confidence in the flesh. There's no other greater feeling in the world to know that all your confidence is in him and not in yourself at all. Thank you for listening to the program today.